Daniel Defoe thankfully wrote poetry, an elegy, and etc. Satyr sing lacrimy, thou art dead in law, thy fatal hour draws on, the lines of thine on exit draw, until thou art undone. Send for the priest and ask advice. Reflect upon thy time misspent. When wit upon its deathbed lies, tis high time to repent. What canst thou say, old Pluto, to appease? Thy hymns in that dark world will never please. Silence, eternal silence, is thy lot, and all thy rhymes and all thy hymns forgot. Buried in dark oblivion, there thou'lt lie for seven long years a wit's eternity. Little thou thoughtest in verses past those songs of thine would be thy last. Tis hard thy vigorous muse should lie in all her strength of thought condemned to die. Tis hard to have her perish in her prime, and most men think she died before her time. With patience, satyr, to thy fate submit, and throw thy courage, and show thy courage can outdo thy wit. With calmness meet the sentence of thy death, and yield with temper thy poetic breath. What though to silence they condemn their, thy rhymes? Even that silence shall condemn the times. The world shall blush whene'er they read, and thou be still a satyr, though thou art dead. When malefactors come to die, they claim uncommon liberty. Freedom of speech gives no distaste. They let them talk at large because they talk their last. Tis hard thy dying words should give offense, and neither please in language nor in sense. He that must never open more dearly atones for what he said before. Departed, satyr, let thy ghost appear to keep the vicious town in fear. Verses shall from thy injured Ashes rise, and satyrs always pointed at their vice. No man shall sin in peace, and virtue only shall thy shade appease. But since, dear satyr, tis thy lot, thus to die upon the spot, in softest notes sing thine own elegy. Be silent dead, but never silent die. 
theology, circled in Newgate's cold embrace, and reconciled to death by such a place, I from the horrid mansion fled, and as concerning poetry am dead. To seven long years of silence I betake, perhaps by then I may forget to speak. And thus I died and yield satiric breath, for to be dumb in poetry is death. If you demand a reason of my fate, whether it came too soon or came too late, whether wise heaven did this permit, for want of manners or else for want of wit, whether I said too little or too much, or loaded any with too just reproach. If you would know the latest cause, if you would know the latent cause, go search the hidden secret in the laws. Let not my verse, my verse's crimes, debate. Go ask the powerful engines of the state. Besides, he must be void of sense who dare stand up in my defense. Behold that power which men call law can keep even innocence in awe. Let it suffice this elegy to read, and though you see the man, all his poetic fancies dead. Nothing but carcass can remain. The shadow of the poet may appear, no substance can be there. A walking spectrum with his fancy flood, and he that raised the devil, the devil has laid. Yet I have reason to complain. I cannot quiet in my grave remain. The world's disturbed about my memory. They'll never, neither let me live nor let me die if an ill-natured muse attempts a nation to abuse. If some unhappy truths they tell, which might have been concealed as well, my ghosts arraigned, and I am said, already to be risen from the dead. The mob of wretched writers stand, with storms of wit in every hand. They bait my memory in the street, and charge me with the credit of their wit. I bear the scandal of their crimes. My name's the hackney title of the times. If some new wit in satire lies concealed, and lately in lampoon revealed, my silent ashes are disturbed to know whether it's dated from below, whether it's mine or no. If some in pasquinades affront the state and tempt their yet unpitied fate, unwilling to be cautious till too late. The subtle mimics to the shadow fly. Conceal their guilt and say, tis I, no man can satirize a man of fame. 
but daily curses rise against my name. Hymn, song, lampoon, ballad, and pasquinade, my recent memory invade. My muse must be the whore of poetry and all Apollo's bastards laid to me. If any poet has but writ with an exuberance of spite, has he the mighty vices of the age, and mighty men, too, brought upon the stage? As who can with his pen forbear to dress the schmont in the robes they're fond to wear? They search the deep recesses of my grave, Listen to hear the sleeping genius rave. Such is the folly of their hate, that death cannot their jealousies abate. Such is the source of guilt. Such is the force of guilt they see. Such reason to expect reproach from me. Their fancy harbors the mistake I dream in death and send my ghost to speak. Yet undisturbed I safely sleep, and calm as death my silence keep. I laugh at all the anger of mankind who loathe to bear the tea my pen can find. I smile at human policy, who always stop that mouth whose words they can't deny. Yet let them not their crimes conceal. New satyrs will their crimes reveal. More poets from my monument shall rise, who shall, like me, their power despise, who shall condemn a vicious court and make the nation's knaves the nation's sport. Naked is nature's first original. Vice shall before the bar of truth appear. Keen satyr shall to judgment call. And power shall not protect them there. Satyr shall mighty crimes rehearse. No rogues above the quality of verse. Satyr shall keep those knaves in awe who are too cunning for the law and shall at least expose the cheat of those that think themselves to greet. Fleets shall have not spent a seventeen months' advance to take the air upon the coast of France. No shammed descents shall e'er be made. The money spent and majesty betrayed. But lasting verse shall make the matter clear, and what the nation feels, the world shall hear. Nor will there be, nor will there e'er be wanting to this age, poets to spread their errors on the stage. Oppression makes a poet, spleen indicts. And makes men right by force. 
as Jean fights. Was there such broken voyages made? Was there war so much a trade? If fleets to Italy shall go and hardly tell the foe whether they have been there or no, come back to let us know the money spent and hardly knew for what they went. The nation ne'er can want a poet long to turn such juggling into song. When traitors creep into the affairs of state, poets will always prophesy their fate. When villains serve the queen by halves and fleece the nation to enrich themselves, her majesty may strive in vain, make peace with Portugal and war with Spain. Fit armies out, send fleets to sea. The money's all but thrown away, unless the heroes who command would learn to do as well as understand. When the new leagues with Portugal appear, all honest men rejoice. But had they been secured before the war, tad been at half the price. Had not the nation been betrayed, Lisbon had long ago embraced Madrid. The Bourbon laurels had abandoned Spain, and Anjou's triumphs been in vain. Were I alive again and could but hear the hopes we have of this Algarvian war, my satyr could no more forbear to pay the due to William's character. The early measures of this war be laid, he laid. The early measures of this war he laid. It's King William. William and Mary ruled. He formed the league the queen has now retrieved, and had he been believed, the queen had not been now embroiled with Spain and forced to purchase Portugal again. Spain had long since an Austrian monarch known, and rightful princes had possessed their own. If some bold satyr does not soon revive to let them know that honesty's alive, if we must always be embraced by knaves, and all the nation's work be done by haves, be every year endeavoring to be poor, be always mending what we marred before, have always something to retrieve and always doing something to deceive. Vast navies fitted out to fight, a foe that's always out of fight, out of sight. <laughs> Vast navies fitted out to fight, a foe that's always out of sight. And yet the French and flying squadrons reign, insult our trade and bully all the main, and bravely dare our ships to fight in vain. Far sea captains, when they run away, shall only forfeit three months' pay if no new genius rises up to show and let the injured nation know by whom they're thus betrayed and how. I fear, in spite of all that has been said, I shall be forced to speak, although I'm dead. Meanwhile, let mercenary poets strive to make their malice my decease outlive. 
Let them reproach my memory and write, for now they're sure of no reply. Let them their true-born English temper show. Men in distress are always treated so. Let them with wretched satyrs glut the town, expose my morals and forget their own. This shall my quiet never discompose. Contempt secure, which present help bestows. Silence shall answer their reproach, for silence is a debt to such. But if some satyrs shall assault my hearse and raise my frightened ghost with their more frightful verse, let such revengeful wretches understand I'll answer when they'll falsify my bond. If they my pledges will defend, all from this grave arise, I'll reassume my satyrs and leave off these elegies. The world shall have their errors plainly shown. I'll blast their vices and reform my own. Of all the men that ever died before, mine's the severest case. The grave till now was always taken for a place of peace. But I, as if some secret power I had, give bond to be quiet at quiet when I'm dead. My enemies are not content to kill, but take security that all lies still. Jealous, it seems, my busy head should make me talk when I am dead. Here is all the reason I can make them give, that though the poet's dead, the man's a live. To which as gravely I have said, that though the man's a live, the poet's dead. <laughs> He's bad indeed who when he dies has none to mourn his obsequies. And of the virtuous find me one, for some rejoice whene'er he's gone. So I have mourners who lament my verse and some triumph upon the satyr's verse. Some think I die without a crime, some like my fate and think t'was time. But this just calculation I can make, and there I think I can't mistake, the wise and virtuous sorrows tribute pay, and vice alone keeps holiday. This does my judgment satisfy for so would every man, wise man die. This just, wait a second. The wise and virtuous sorrows tribute pay, and vice alone keeps holiday. This does my judgment satisfy, for so would every wise man die. So let the censure of my works be passed. So let me die when I must die my last. Let wise men's sorrow be my choice, and let the knaves and fools rejoice. Tis true there is some reason in the case. Vice now has room to show her face, for now my walking ghost is laid. The grand contagion may the nation spread. Reproofs may cease, and all men be as wicked as they please. 
cities may magistrates elect, that may the crimes they practice there protect, that all their demen may outswear, and with exalted drunkenness grace the chair. No more departed satyr can reproach, no more the crimes or persons touch. S may blast the root from whence he came and load his family with pride and shame. The high exalted wretch untouched may live, ride in his coach and make his father drive. And least his insolence should ever fail has laid his own progenitor in jail. Let future poets blame the law that keeps less villains more in awe, but suffer such a wretch to brave the state and sin above the reach of magistrate. My satyr, silenced by the times, will cease to check the most unnatural crimes. Degenerate M may now disown his mother's sense in hopes to show his own. But sure, the devil must be in the cheat to tell him he could make it pass for wit and make him prove with such excessive pains his want of manners by his want of brains. The young unnatural fop has strove too long with empty head and inconsistent tongue. Nature to make amends for want of sense has thronged his head with queer impertinence. His gay outsides a satyr on the fair and lets us know what's most obliging there. The ladies who in being in bows, the ladies who in bows delight, make shift by day so they're but pleased at night. The charms which please a vicious bed lie somewhere else than in the head. And if the suited blockhead's parts will hit, they'll always bear with want of wit. His own dear jest he labors to enjoy and studies how to live and die a boy. Nature that left the unfinished fault too soon just lent him sense enough to be undone. And now he keeps a mighty pother, and for hereditary wit indicts his mother. Rails that he's of his brains bereft, and yet pretends that she has little left. Bedlam some title to him had, but fools, they say, are never mad. Were not my satyr lately dead, his juster character should here be read. Meantime would but his mother take advice, the vile unnatural monster to despise. Nature, the viperous wretch, would soon discard, and in his vices show him his reward. G may his mighty sense prepare, for G's an elbow of the city chair. He boasts himself the church's chief support. I think the church herself should thank him for it. The most suppose his notions were but wild to fetch the Jew to gospelize his child. 
that Hebrew, the Hebrew rake from synagogue dismissed, came in to circumcise the feast and made the godfather but spoiled the just. Some say it was looked upon as a reproach, an interloping on the church, but others say the Jew was rather a better Christian than the dee father, and all agree the babe, well taught, may be the best of all the three. Let the uncircumcised alone. The Israelite and he are much at one. Both their religions now they show, the Hebrew Christian and the Christian Jew. Some say my former satyr show, satyrs show. Some say my former satyrs show, the ebb of vicious characters run low. But if they'll please to think again, they'll find I never tithe the men, nor ever thronged my verse with one in ten. Why else should S and T escape? This for his parasite and his, that his. Why else should S and T escape? This for his parasite and this for his parasite, that his incestuous rape. How came prodigious D to be unnamed for crimes unheard of lately famed? Of all the bows and brutes that crowd the town, my modest satyr chose but one, and he to all men but himself unknown. I never touched great M, his follies have not been a few, nor told the world of half the crimes which a fine house can harbor from the times. L and W, in spite of me, have been as lewd as R and D. I sparred them for their modesty, because their vice was something new, and made one whore between them serve the two. Old lying bee ne'er met with my reproof, though he gave always room enough. My satyr strove to wet her pen against the crimes and spared the men. But now the fashion of the times makes poets damn the men without the crimes. If I have been too backward here, to make the vices of the times appear. If e'er I come to rise again, I'll make ye all amends and name the men. Young S shall not the house of God debauch and meet with neither censure nor reproach. If e'er my satyr should revive, they shall reform or be ashamed to live. But now my sleeping satyr quits the stage and leaves untouched the vicious age. The eager rakes may unreproved sin on. There's time enough to be undone. No, no, no more my satyr shall those follies touch. No more the crimes, no more the men reproach. M may hang the shortest way and for its execution pray. Sorry, M may hug the shortest way, and for its execution, pere. Next to the sacred books, he placed the scheme and loved the practice better than the theme. He always for his sovereign prayed 
But twas to have her be a tyrant made, to have her dip her hands in blood and ruin all the nation for their good. But when the harebrained zealot found the plot lay deeper underground, when he first felt the satyr bite, found was writ to expose and not excite. He changed his ecclesiastic look and damned the author though he loved the book. My satyr has the hardest fate. Her book's a contradiction of the state. Riddle enigma, double speech, dark answers, doubtful scriptures, which puzzle the poor and pose the rich, are plain explicit things to these, who punish authors when the subjects please. Nothing but this can such dark steps explain. They like the doctrine, but they hate the man. Grave authors now may write essays that with one face look several ways, of peace at home and war abroad, and damn the subject which they, won't, which they would applaud, and damn the subject which they would applaud. Banter the queen with dedications, and call that peace which will embroil three nations. Thank you.